Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Real Metaphysical Talk. I am your host, Joan, and here we are with another episode and hopefully I'm getting some awful sounds in my ears and I'm hoping it's not in my headphones and I feel like I should be switching them. So if I could have someone from our chat room um, help me out here with the sound, otherwise I'm going to continue on um, with our discussion today in the show. All right. Um, Let's see here. We are talking about crystal toxicity. Are crystals toxic? Can they be toxic? How can they help us? What is it that, um, what is it that, how how can they harm us? We already know that they can help us. We know how to use them and what effects they have on us, on our auras, on our thoughts, on our surroundings. But yet, there is, there are side effects. But before I get into today's topic, I want to thank everyone for listening and let you know that if you're looking to keep updated with Real Metaphysical Talk, you can find me on Facebook. Just look look and search for Real Metaphysical Talk. You could also, if you're not interested in the Facebook scene, Totally get it. There's all kinds of media, uh, medium out there, internet medium. You can try different pages, what have you. But right now I'm on Facebook. But you can always log into Blog Talk Radio, and you can become, um, you can become a member of Blog Talk Radio and actually stay connected that way as well. And when being a member of Blog Talk Radio, you can sign into the chat room, the live chat room, which is open right now, and join other fans and followers. And just have discussions while I'm on the line. There are there will be times coming up in the near future um, that we'll I plan on having a live chat separate of the show, just to go and hang out, and maybe even do like a live reading chat. Just say, you know, I'm throwing it out there, people. Want to stay connected? Now, I know last week we had the show on fairies and Merlin, who was available. Um, She was able to send me, and I'll be posting this on Facebook, uh, a list of books, suggested reading, and some of her favorite books um, that she uses. And I want to share that with you right now before I get into First of all, talking about the new moon that is happening tomorrow and the meteor showers that just ha- that I experienced last night. And hopefully I'll be able to see, have another clear sky tonight. Many reports from um, friends and family and fans as well. The tales on the meteors have been very long, but uh, we'll get, get into that shortly. Now, uh, Merlin, who was our guest last week, speaking on fairies. She wanted to recommend the Spiral Dance for Fairy Witchcraft. Also, um, she recommends Brian Froud's work. His name is F-R-O-U-D. But she notes that the first is Fairies with Alan Lee. And there's also Good Fairies slash Bad Fairies by Froud, Brian Froud. 
Another good book is Enchantment of the Fairy Realm with Ted Andrews. Ted Andrews, if you're not aware, or it does sound familiar, he's very into spiritual animals. But yes, look into these books um, to get a good feel for more information and added research. Also, just so you know, if you're also interested, there is a fairy magazine and a fae magazine that are also great for ideas groups and local, if not um, festivals across the U.S. So there you are. I will make sure that that's up on the Facebook page so that you have something to reference. Now, I mentioned there's a new moon. Yes, we two weeks ago we had the full moon, crazy full moon. Every moon's a crazy moon, whatever. <laughs> We've got the full moon, um, the full moon that just happened. Now we're in the new moon. Tomorrow, this new moon is in Leo. It is, of course, Leo is the um, sign for creativity, originality, igniting our passions with our soul-aligned purpose. You know, going from within. This is what we want to do, coming from our heart space. But with all the other planets that are going on, we've got Venus retrograde. We've got um, quite a few other things happening trine Uranus, all these, you know, new moon conjunct Venus and trine Uranus and this and that and everything else and this turned upside down. Um, I want to talk about the new moon. Leo is about self-expression, vitality. And with this energy, it's about shining, dressing ourselves, being our true self. It can be through performing, creating, or sharing love for others. This is, this is how our energy works through us, especially right now. You should be feeling passionate about something. Uh, maybe you're making changes in your life. Um, you've, just, you've just ended one position or a job, not a career, but a job, and moving into another position, feeling much better. You might feel like you're building a new home. You're creating a new life. You're getting married. New, new steps, new things, but it's... But it's going, opening that door for the next new thing, but you, there's a passion about it. There's a flair. There's something about it that's driving you into uh, the next level. Now, let's see here. Um, we know that the sun is ruled, you know, Leo is ruled by the sun. But the sun and Leo are associated with the heart which is, of course, our center. Our shadow side of Leo is being ego-driven, very dramatic, and wanting to demand respect, which, fair enough, you have to have a, um, a balance between those two. But if we're not feeling heart-centered, we tend to feel insecure about our own expression, how we feel about ourselves. We... we don't feel like we're getting respect from others by what we're putting out. We're demanding that we get equal time. This is all um, aspects of this new moon in Leo. Well, really, the Leo sign, but the, this aspect of the new moon is the beginning of this. Now, with the new moon, it's planting new seeds, getting things started, um, ideas, intent, 
going into this new moon, of course, you have to be careful of your thoughts. Be positive. So what we're looking at is where do we want to go? How do we want to continue to develop ourselves as a person? And what makes us? What makes us feel good? What makes us feel passionate and moving forward? That's the thought for this new moon. We have to decide where we're going. You know, it's not so much, okay, I need a new job or I need a new house or a new place to live and I'll just take the first one that shows up. No, this this weekend, if you haven't already felt the energy, this weekend is is a time for it has to feel good to you. It has to be a part of you. You have to feel passionate and really want to be there like excitement and and feel like you're ready to thrive and move forward it's going to catapult you to get you it i just feel so good about this this weekend that whatever you do the choices you make make sure it's with good intent because where it's going to take you you're going to start moving faster and faster and things it is almost like the snowball effect. That's what I'm feeling. Now, right now, Venus is retrograde um, since the end of July, now going through early part of September. And it's talking about taking a look at your love life, anything, friends, family, people that are close to you, and your values. Look at it differently. Now that we have this new moon, which is close to Venus, it's emphasizing the themes of love, fun, and creativity. Again, your passions. What are you focusing on? That's where we want to go. You you want to be change that focus. Look at it from a different angle. But to also try to provide that angle to others. If you're having a hard time explaining yourself, try to find another angle. If someone's trying to explain themselves to you, be open to the possibilities. Because maybe you aren't seeing something that you should okay so i am going to get off that subject please new moon you can write your abundance checks i want you to set your intentions you can write them down and then burn the notes um, bury the notes write down all your positive thoughts and ideas this is where we're going to get going make sure it's something that you're passionate about and watch these seeds grow and grow. I mean, things are going to start to move faster. Get it as close to the new moon as possible. Obviously, I don't have a time, but um, I do know that it is tomorrow on August 14th. Another thing about this, well, I shouldn't carry out about this new moon, but it's just about you can take this time to redirect yourself. If, you're, if you feel like you're not where you're headed is not where you want to be, but you feel like maybe just a small change, go for it. Go for it. You'll be fine. Okay, on to the topic. Crystals, stones, gemstones. I love them. Two weeks ago, we set them out to recharge and power them up. I've talked about all kinds of stones. I've mentioned amethyst. I've mentioned, I've talked about rose quartz. I've talked about selenite. I have talked about hematite. I've talked about all these fun crystals, all the things that you can do with them, and I'll continue to talk about them. Crystals that soothe you, crystals that energize you, crystals that cleanse each other. They're 
these same crystals that do all of these things for us. There is, there are, you know, there, there are some side effects. And I've always mentioned that when you're handling your stones, if you plan on using an elixir, there are many gemstone books, crystal books, power, power crystal books that talk about making elixirs. Elixirs are where you take your stones and place them in water. Obviously, certain stones are not, certain stones are water soluble, cannot be placed in water, therefore damaging the stone and allowing it to break apart. But when, when I have always maintained this um, stance with elixirs, you cannot um, just go willy-nilly and then and make these things to drink. You have to do your research. Know what you are ingesting. That is no different with any herb or with any medication that you might get from a physical doctor or hospital or pharmacy, for that matter. Know what you are ingesting. These stones and crystals that we are handling can be toxic or harmful to you. It's quite possible that you might be wearing something and getting a reaction, maybe in a necklace form. You don't understand why you're breaking out, why you're, um, why you're swelling around your neck from your hematite necklace, or why you're suddenly itching, or, you know, ingesting it, you're going to see um, a different type of reaction. When it reacts to you on your skin, our skin being the largest organ that we have, you can see an almost immediate reaction depending on if you're wearing something that is raw, you know, a raw crystal in its, in its genuine form. Many crystals are polished, and that's usually what we see. Crystals that are polished, made into necklaces, um, wrapped in wire, and don't forget, sometimes the wire that you're wearing could also be or create an allergic reaction. So getting on to things with the elixirs. You need to be very, very, very careful when ingesting and absolutely know what you could be taking in. Here's why. Many stones can, they're from the earth. They're of the earth. And they can carry things such as lead, copper, arsenic. Yep, aluminum, barium mercury, zinc, cadmium, anything else that might be toxic to us or poisonous. A lot of these substances, however, give the stone the specific characteristics. You know, whether it be coloring or shape. Um, generally, if you're handling a certain stones, especially in the raw, you want to make sure that you do tend to, you know, wash your hands. I feel like we're handling food. And, you know, that that is the case. You have to be crystal. You have to treat it with respect. Um, but, for example, hematite. I just talked about hematite. Many people wear hematite rings, hematite necklaces, hematite um, has iron in it. And it's possible that you could have a reaction to iron. We have things like cinnabar. Cinnabar. I just bought cinnabar last year. Actually, no, I take that back. It might have been early, within the last year. I'll put it that way. Cinnabar is a nice stone. I like it. It looks very nice. It's white. 
with red flecks in it. It looks like a uh, like a bird egg. It came polished. It has certain um, characteristics and qualities that I will look for now. But um, you know, I sometimes are I am sometimes attracted to stones just by based on their look, how they feel. And um, not always realizing that they do have side effects. Didn't even think about it until I ran across some research um, as to certain toxic qualities. Now, cinnabar is found in Mexico, can be found in Spain, Serbia, and China. It is a merchant stone in wealth creation. Cinnabar is great for mystic vision. It releases buried resentment. It stimulates your third eye, gives you great insight for the future, creates prosperity, also known as the magician's stone. It helps transform you to your higher self. But this stone is a naturally occurring mineral with mercury in combination with sulfur. And it, cinnabar ores are a major source for metallic mercury production. So it can be toxic for humans to digest. In other words, if you're making an elixir and you're using cinnabar, ah, a possibility that you could be putting mercury inside your body. We have to be careful with the stones that we choose to work with. And that's with that's with any case. If I'm if I'm choosing to use cinnabar in the sense that I am wanting to increase my higher self, I can have it sit next to me and, and operate in the same form as if I was holding it. I, no different now, no different than if it was laying on my forehead to help increase my vision, my third eye vision, if I was laying down in a prone position. Now, there are other ways. Instead of putting stones into your water to create an elixir, like we would with maybe an essential oil. And, and the same warning goes for essential oils. You need to know what you're using. And consult professionals, people that have been using these products. Do your research before you go and ingest something. And when you're really working with a, a stone or even, like I said, an herb, an oil, something that you're not familiar with but you want to become familiar with. Always handle with care. Cinnabar, well, cinnabar, hematite, cinnabar, you name it, any stone that we use can be overused. Whether it be physically being to us, having hematite and wearing it and it's good for protection and, and even like with jet, absorbs negativity. Sometimes it can absorb too much negativity. And you would hope that it's not going to start releasing it because you haven't charged your stones. If you haven't charged your stones under the full moon or with a carnelian or kyanite, then I suggest that you take some time to get your stones recharged because if they're not functioning properly, you're going to start seeing negative effects. So what it had been absorbing, it can be releasing back at you. And we don't want to get to that point. We want to make sure that, you know, just like we need our rest, our stones need rest as well. We need to give them time to recharge. Another stone um, also that 
people are familiar with. Uh, emerald, emerald is high in aluminum. We've got, and I just mentioned kyanite, another one with aluminum. Jade's another one with aluminum. Iolite, if you use that. Now everyone knows malachite. Malachite, every, um, yes, malachite. You want to make sure when you're handling it, this could be toxic to you if you ingest it. Malachite has copper in it. Now I'm looking at my list and I see a few others as well. Um, Mohawkite actually has arsenic in it. Now I've not mentioned that stone before and I don't know exactly what it does and I can look that up for you, but we will in a few. Rhodochrosite, lead. I've mentioned that one before. Rose quartz has iron and titanium in it. Um, we're looking at sodalite. Sodalite, the blue stone for the angels. Aluminum. Many of the stones that I'm seeing, especially of the gemstones, rubies, sapphires. Um, see what else here. Rubies, sapphires, as I'm scrolling through my list. They're all uh, emeralds. They're all containers of garnet of aluminum. Now, uh, sodalite, as I mentioned, the topazes, aluminum, sunstone, aluminum. You need to be careful, especially like with the um, using a massage oil. If you're using massage oil, you don't necessarily use too many oils unless you're doing Reiki and you're placing oils on the forehead or maybe in certain spots. Um, it's possible that you could be receiving a massage and they're also using Reiki as a form and placing stones on you. Massage oils can break down the barrier on the stones if it's got, uh, like I said, a polish on it. If you're using it raw, it can help to break apart some of those qualities so that you can feel, you know, what is in that stone. It would be slow to absorb, but with ingesting, that's probably where you would see a greater um, chance of having one of these side effects. Tiger's eye. Tiger's eye, one of those nice looking stones. You've got that that nice golden look to it. Tiger's eye contains asbestos. Now I'm not saying throw all your stones out, get rid of them and you can't have them. Just know that elixirs, as I've mentioned, can be harmful to you. So you don't want to to um Mix them directly in water. What I can suggest to make an elixir is to go um, with an indirect method. In other words, if you have a bottle of water or a jar of water, great thing is a, like a mason jar where you can cover the jar with a lid. Place the stones on top of the water in the moonlight. Say, for instance, the next full moon. If you would like to charge water and have the water charged with a certain stone. You can even do this overnight if, you know, obviously with the new moon. You can do it uh, tonight or tomorrow night. Set the stones on or near the water that you would like to charge with the qualities that you're looking for, just not directly in the water. Um, as a note, generally all blue and green stones, especially, you know, the brighter colors, contain copper and possibly arsenic. Definitely you do not want to use those in any elixirs. Anything that's shiny or metallic should be avoided in any elixirs. 
Um, if you're going to handle stone, as, as, and I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, great, as I've used my cinnabar stone, um, as I've used my cinnabar stone before for meditation, cinnabar is noted here that you should really wear protective gloves. Now, I think if you're handling it in the raw form, yes. Many of the stones would not be able to be sold unless it was polished, but I know that you could go to a metaphysical store, you could go to a rock and gem show, and you can find these stones easily through many of the vendors. Also, um, anything that is small or bite-sized, if you have them and you have small children, of course, keep them out of the child's reach. Now, many of these stones, like I said, just even combination, putting them together, a lot of these stones, you've got nickel that's in chrysoprase. A lot of it is copper, mercury, asbestos, aluminum, some lead. I'm looking at boron or boron oxide and howlite. Iron, I think I've mentioned sulfur, of course. Um, magnetite or lodestone is iron in large quantities. If you know um, that you're going to use the stones, be careful. I'm not saying that they're all toxic to you. It's just in the form in which you plan on using it. Again, I love meditating with them. I love having them out. I love using them for specific purposes. But just remember that especially in the rare form, and many people like the rare forms of stones as opposed to um, the polished version because they feel they get a better response from it. As with herbs and oils, our bodies can react differently and, and our aura as well. As well. We can um, see a difference when we're handling these stones. So just keep in mind if you're having a reaction a true physical reaction. Number one, remove the stone or any changed things that you've brought in recently. And um, just keep a journal. That's the best thing you can do, especially when you're building your crystal collection. Keep a journal. Okay, I bought um, cinnabar and I bought uh, rhodochrosite today and I bought rose quartz and Maybe spend a day or two with each stone and see how it reacts to you. Do you feel the different energies that are coming in? Are you placing it like in your bedroom next to your bed so that you can sleep better? Are you using it while at work? Is it something that you're handling often? Are you keeping it in your pocket, sort of like a, a worry stone? You know, are you, or do you see a, a color change in your skin? Or is it something that you're just using to keep by you? to always handle your stone you can easily just keep it near you in your vicinity even in your orc field to feel the presence and the qualities and your intentions that you've placed in your stone and you can feel it working with you always remember to charge your stones with the new moon charge your stones with um, other stones such as carnelian my favorite stone, obviously, because it is what I call the vinegar of the crystal world because it's you can use it for everything. And, um, of course, there's kyanite and other stones as well. But always be careful when you're working with, like I said, stones, herbs, 
oils, do your research, know what you're working with, and yes, go, feel free. Buy what feels good to you. If you see something you absolutely love and you're not sure what it is and you want it, purchase it. Because then when you do your research, like I've said before, you'll find out that you needed that stone. There was a reason why you purchased it. Um, learn all of the effects of the stone and make it your friend. Make it part of your metaphysical family. Put it in that toolbox that I've, I'm helping you build. Thanks for joining me today. Don't forget, follow me on Facebook. I'll get you a list of a few of these stones on Facebook at Real Metaphysical Talk. You can find me there or follow me here on Blog Talk Radio. And don't forget, I have archives. Check them out. Share with a friend on the next episode of Real Metaphysical Talk. Thanks.